0: Hello everybody! Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. It's Uncle Stevie here. I've got Victor Speck and I've got Akinde on the other side today. It was, it was good, good yo. Yeah. Was good. Awesome. Okay, guys, we got uh, uh, an impact. Jeez, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. We've we got sort of a heavy <laughs> impact <today. laughs> Um, and we're going to be covering uh, some stuff on, you know, Manchester United. We didn't cover the results between United against Atletico. Um, and as well, uh, there's also some recent updates on ten uh, Haag. And I think that uh, that'll be a fun piece for all of us uh, <laughs> uh, to cover today on this call. Um, likewise, we're going to be talking about Chelsea. Chelsea is going through uh, a very interesting time right now. Um, and finally... Uh, we will touch on uh, El Clasico, which was uh quite interesting. So today's show will be, you know, I don't know if I can say it's heavy impact, but it will be a lot of fun, I think. Um and uh, we've got uh, the squad here to, you know, cover cover the 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 deets for everybody. All right. Let's get right into it. Um Manchester United, I guess Atletico. Uh Akinde, before the before this show, I think um what was it? Uh uh, we were chatting on Twitter <laughs> and the first thing that you said was, please, I need to be on this show today. <laughs> that was like the first thing you said. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure if we want to, you know, do anything too crazy. You're like, please, I need to be on. I was like, okay, you know what? we got to get you on this because, uh, you sounded very, uh, very, very intense. Um, but, um, how are you feeling, man? <laughs> Akinde, are you still there? Oh, I think we might have lost Akinde.
1: Akin, Akinde is in the back over there.
2: Just, oh, there.
0: You oh <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. Sorry, okay. so technical difficulty. <laughs> okay,
2: sorry, I was I was muted. My bad. Um, oh, okay. so at this point now, I'm not even like I have calmed down now. Obviously, um. <laughs> At this yo at this point i don't like i'm not even i think all united fans can say they're just disappointed now at this point we're just so disappointed in this team and the way we played that day last week it was it was it was terrible i that day I, I can recall that day i couldn't really sleep throughout the night so I was like you know I was looking I was looking forward for the towards the game I didn't even sleep uh I didn't sleep at all cuz I, I just couldn't sleep at all I, was, I just had stuff in my mind and the United game So when the game happened bro Ben Oh my goodness
0: that
2: game, that game reminded me of the sort of like the 2018 was it 2018 that we played um who was the team that we played at home second leg Sevilla
0: uh, was it 2018? Yeah, I think it was Sevilla. The yeah, one we, where, yeah, yeah the we, one, yeah,
2: yeah, like that. That game, like, bro, the type the amount of time, we didn't really create anything. And Sevilla, not sorry, not Sevilla. Um, Atlético Madrid. They just the way they just got us on the counter attack, and they just they like every time they looked like going forward, they looked like scoring. They mm-hmm. always looked like scoring every single time they went forward. And it was so terrible. The starting lineup again, I have to blame Radnik. Radnik, I don't understand what he was doing again with the with the lineup. We should have gone with the lineup from um from the game against Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Mainly, just mainly based off of the midfield, the midfield three, Pogba, Fred, and Matic. Because for the first time in a long time, in a while, that Tottenham game, I could see. Like, we were keeping the ball so well. Mm-hmm. And then you now bring in Bruno, who had COVID, and this is a big game against Atletico Madrid. Simeone, who is a shit house three manager. And then you, you play you play Bruno, who doesn't, like, all he does is just... I don't understand him. He just plays, does hero ball all the time, here and there, here and there. Like, all the time. It's, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. So, right away, like... The first, like, the first few minutes were decent. But after that, it was just, like, every time Atletico Madrid looked like going forward, like, like every time they went forward, they just looked like scoring all the time. And it was just so painful to watch. Like, the midfield, we played McTominay too. Yeah, we played McTominay 2 yep. inside Matic. Like, come on. Like, yeah, come on.
0: So, Akinda, what do you think is the obsession with playing McTominay at every opportunity? What do you think is the... General, like, it, it doesn't, because this is not the first time, right? Like, so Ragnik has played, uh, sorry, prior to Ragnik, we had Mourinho, who was playing McTominay. And then from Mourinho, we now had Ole, who was playing McTominay. And then Ragnik now, who is playing McTominay. Is there something that they are seeing that we are not aware of, that our eyes as fans are not aware of?
2: Bro, I don't remember what Mourinho said. You remember what Mourinho said about McTominay? You remember what he did? He said, "Yeah, sorry." uh, I remember this. Mourinho said that he sees something in McTominay. Mm. I don't. I don't know what these managers see in him. I seriously don't. And especially for for Mourinho to say that, yeah, I was like, okay, hold up, this dude could be could be something, but. Since then, he's been shit. Mm-hmm. He's been terrible. I don't think he's had, like, he's been, he's so inconsistent. He's scared to, to hold the, uh, what's, what's called, to um, receive the ball. He doesn't have to play uh, balls through the, through the lines of, um, of low blocks. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, he's a very, he's very terrible. I don't know why, I don't know what Ragnick season, at this point, I'm just like, Ragnick is probably playing him because, he wants. Uh, he's probably going to sell him, and he wants his price to be good or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they see in in McTomney, bro. That's all I, I. I don't know
0: what they see. Mm-hmm. I, okay, that it, it's it's good that you you mentioned this because uh, for me as uh, a fan, I just keep repeating. I'm like, what what is it that they see, especially when you look at um, you know the previous game, like you mentioned right, against Tottenham. Uh, Manchester United played phenomenally. You had, you know, Ronaldo was on his best, Matic was dictating the midfield, yeah. Uh, Tottenham had their chances to score because, yeah, that's just the way the game will flow. But from an offensive standpoint, you were like, Ragnick has to play this exact same team. Or or at least, maybe play this team without, maybe the only thing you make is remove Maguire from there. Right? So... I just don't know what they see. And I keep asking people, what is it about McTominay that the coaches see that we don't see, you know? Anyway, um, Vic, did you watch this game or did you see, what did you think about the the result uh, against Atletico?
1: I think, um, honestly, it's not about, you know, what these coaches see in in, in, uh, McTominay. Is about what these coaches see in Maguire <laughs> <laughs> because I don't understand, man. I really don't understand why this guy is still playing. To be honest, they should have sold this guy a long time ago. But, um, back to the game, you know, after the whole banter, Atleti is just good at what they do, man. They couldn't. You couldn't have picked a better squad to play this game, or a better squad to play against in this match. This was the perfect squad. Um, Diego Simeone knew you guys were going to come out to attack. You wanted to win the game, so he just decided, "I'm going to sit back and hit them on the counter." And Akinde, you are right. Every time he, every time that we, we did move with the ball forward. It looked like just mayhem was coming at, at Manchester United. And it was so good to see, honestly. We should the game should have been at least, I think, like two or three goals, if anything. But um yeah, honestly, your I wouldn't say it's too much to do with McTominay and all that. And and Ragnik's philosophy is the hero ball. So I get why he's playing guys like Bruno because he wants that you know one two and then the ball is out they play risky football that's the German that's the German lifestyle right vertical. Um, vertical yeah and uh so basically those guys fit into where I don't know where McTominay fits in maybe it's the energy he brings or the fact that he can just run 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 but running without any quality is kind of like
2: it's, okay.
1: it's what? Intensity. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was like, especially in the Ragni system, you need to play the game with intensity. The same thing with Chelsea. The same thing with uh, with um, uh, Liverpool because we all have like German managers, right? And uh, you need guys that can always run that intensity. But sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe it's because he had Matic there and then he decided to play McTominay, right? Cause then maybe that would have made more sense. Cause then, uh, Matic would have been the one controlling more, and then McTominay would have been the one running, 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 running. But Fred had a really fucking good game, man. You know, I keep saying this about Fred, and and um, I say I say that it's only takes one one good coach to start to unlock what Fred has in his capabilities, and you could still you could slowly start seeing what it is. And now, if you guys get a coach like Ten Hag. Perfect, because then Fred, I think Fred would really benefit from that. Honestly, he's not just a running merchant that just you know presses. He's got quality too. He's a Brazilian man. Like Brazilian, Brazilian people are built different. So um, I think it's time you know people start taking notice of that. And um, why did Pogba come in like sixty under sixtieth, seventieth minute? It should have been earlier, or he should have he should have even started maybe. 'Cause like in a game in a game like this, you need you need somebody like Pogba's expertise to be able to like break the lines through. Cause obviously they're gonna sit back and play a low block and which is you guys is kryptonite, which is a lot of teams kryptonite, but it takes a really good team with a fucking midfielder that can cut the lines real fast to make it all happen, right? So But yeah, it was a good game. You know, Atleti I knew Atleti was gonna win. It was no Question about like you know we called this like what is it we called this like two three months ago when yeah. when the draws came out and we said you know Atleti was gonna win that tie <laughs> there was no reason to even um, have have hope for Manu. but yeah you know people people will have their false hope but you know at the end of the day Diego Simeone wants this tight his his Champions League that has eluded him for so many years and this is what he's going for he doesn't even care about the La Liga right now.
0: I I honestly looking back at this whole thing, I um, you know, we did call it, but I thought I saw on social media there were there was a very very big crowd of the fan base that were saying United has this game, Atlético are not good enough. They they're they're absolutely piss poor team, and I laughed at it because the first thing I thought was. You, you guys are saying United are, are going to, we've got this game, but we can't beat Burnley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think this is the general problem with, with the fan base is we keep on thinking we are better than we are, or we're better than we should be, but we haven't earned the right. We haven't earned the right to say things like that. We haven't earned the right to say, Hey, we are better uh, than Atletico. Right. So, mm-hmm. Um I think that at the end of the day as as we as we said on the uh, on the previous show we said um on one of the calls I can't remember what it was but we said that um this is Atletico's World Cup right yeah. this is Atletico's yeah. World Cup and the chances for Atletico uh, Atletico will play this like a final for them and it's like a mm-hmm. final so we, on the other hand, need to match that level of, you know, uh, um, you know. I hate to say it, but the level of intensity, but also have some know-how. Um, and then on the other side, the Radnik piece. I've been, I've been saying this. Like, I know a lot of people kind of were like, "Oh, wow, Ben, you turned too quick on Radnik," but I, I just knew right away the moment I saw some of the decisions he was making. I was like, "You keep saying this is how I want to play." But the personnel that you're picking doesn't dictate how you want to play. You know, you want to play vertical. You want to play smart football. You want to move the ball quick. But at the same time, you're playing a guy like Maguire. You're playing a guy like Scott McTominay. You know, Fred, I think, kind of, as you mentioned, fits his system a bit. Um, And Bruno, in a way, fits his system. But, you know, you you can't have too many people who cause problems with the football. You can't have to meet people who expose the football. That At this elite level of the game, yeah. you need very intelligent people. You don't need people who are going to be hero-balling every two bloody seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that we called on 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 the podcast for a while, and I'm not surprised. That's why I'm not, like, upset. I know a lot of United fans were upset, but I'm not upset because I saw the writing on the wall, and, and in fact, in a way, I'm kind of happy that this has happened because then it's forcing a lot of people now to reevaluate, you know, the way they think. On the other hand, what is good about this is we do know that Ragnik is not going to be getting any permanent roles. They're not going to give him a permanent role as a as a coach, but mm-hmm. as a consultant, they are going to keep him as a consultant, which for me, it's fine. You need you need a guy with Ragnik's style of thinking, Um to help uh, redesign the club. And I think he will help in that way. But from a from a coaching perspective, that's not what he's about. His job is just to come in, steady the ship, get somebody else in, and that's where we get Ten Hag now, who, or, or somebody like Ten Hag, who the club is looking into. Now, I want to throw something to you, Akinde. Where do United yeah. go from here? The season is technically done. Do you really think United can get top four?
2: Like I said, remember when I was on the podcast last time? I said we're not getting it, and it's yep. like I don't want, I don't, I do not want to be proven right. That's the thing. I want to be proven wrong. But again, you see, like you see the games that who was it? Was it Man City? You see how we got the. Demo- I, I said I talked to my I talk, I said this to my uh to my dad because my dad is an Arsenal fan. I was like Arsenal have this in the bag. Arsenal mm-hmm. are are going to to get fourth place because. I showed I showed him our schedule uh, compared to Arsenal's schedule, like mm. right now, and the the teams that we have to play now compared to what Arsenal have to play. Like, look, Arsenal—they beat they could have beat Liverpool if we're being Like, they could have beat Liverpool, but it's oh, because you know, Liverpool. Yeah, they, they could have.
1: They Liverpool, they could have beat City too.
2: Yeah, they could have beat City too. Look at look, they went to Aston Villa. Aston Villa did Aston Villa have a, a shot on targets they didn't even have a shot on target. I don't think they had a shot on target. No. They went there 1-0 uh, comfortably. Yeah. Like, come on. like Arsenal, like, what Arteta has done. We know how we used to joke how, oh, it was Lampard, Ole, and then Arteta. Whereas, yeah. Arteta the only one out of all three of them that has won something there already. Yeah. And look what he's doing now. Pep is, Pep, Pep. said it. Pep said Arteta is going to once once everything starts to get in place for him, things will start to show like they'll mm-hmm. start to be successful. And look at what is happening now. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like obviously, yeah, they're not in Champions League um uh right knockout stages or they didn't they they weren't they weren't in any um European uh, um competition, but still it's still hard work to get top four in the Premier League, whether you're in European or not. Mm-hmm. What, what they've done, what Ateta has done with that squad, like removing Aubameyang, I think was a very big thing. It was it, it was like it showed like it was it was Ateta sh- telling the, the squad like no one's no one's spot is safe here
0: yeah.
2: at all. And now you see how the players have responded. They responded the right way. You see how Jacques is playing. You see how yeah. uh, Partey is playing too now. Partey yeah. was not playing; has not been playing well uh, throughout the season. You could say, okay, yeah, he's uh, had injuries, but he's not played well at all this season. But now, since he's come, since he's come back from Afcon, he started to turn it up. Jaka mm-hmm. has turned it up now. You see, Arsenal fans are starting to like Jaka again. So, like, and what's his name? Um, Lacazette. He's not, but Lacazette, like he's he's a he's a good, like he's a good. Um, he's not he's not really good at scoring, but like you know. What, what what's the word, like holding holding the ball or like you know if you want to if you want yeah you know what I mean right like yeah he's he's that, a, in,
0: yeah in general he's yeah. a good forward he's a good solid yeah, forward he,
2: yeah he's a good forward but not a good goal scorer right but yeah. and then who else is there um what's his name what uh, Smith Rowe Martinelli <laughs> Martinelli, yeah. Martinelli had all these injuries people were writing him off now look at him like look look all of them. Look like the way these guys have been playing since since the start of the calendar year has been it's been so good, mm-hmm. and to think that this squad is their young squad too, they're very young. their Their goalkeeper too is young.
0: Yep, yep. Ramsdale, and Ramsdale. even they, they even yeah they even have a good backup support system with uh, uh Leno. Like, yeah, Leno.
2: Yeah, now now look they didn't Leno played um against that Villa right.
0: I think so, yes.
2: Against us. Fans were praising him. You see how like you just see how our has, you know, he's removed all the tension with the like with, with the players and the and the fans against yeah. each other. You see how he's removed all that tension now. And now they're starting to get behind him.
0: Yeah. And 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 no that, that that's actually a very big thing that you're mentioning there especially on the Obama young piece right yeah. uh the Obama young one was a very very uh, uh, hurt. Hurt. sorry
2: the hurt. Um, hurt that he left
0: oh yeah 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 you know they were they were we had they, yeah, they, they were hurt but like i think that the the Obama young one was a very good eye opener for a lot of people to yeah. see yeah. what happens when you get re like, I I don't think he was toxic, but also, but in a way he, uh, he, uh, what do you call it? He, uh, uh, he demeaned demeaned the manager. Um, He demeaned the manager. And by doing so, uh, you know, people are watching, right? Because if you don't deal with that character in your dressing room, everybody's going to say, Hey, I don't know, uh, You know, I don't know if Arteta has the ball to be able to just handle, you know, this level of uh, players, right? But for Arteta to, like, go in and say, hey, look, I don't want this guy here. And for the coaching staff, I mean, sorry, the the management to back him and get rid of Aubameyang no matter what, even though they took, uh, I think they took a loss on that deal. They
2: didn't even, they didn't even, it it was on free, it was free, right?
0: It was free, but I think they paid off the rest of his wages.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I
2: think Arsenal, aren't Arsenal still paying him?
0: They might be. They might be. But still, for them to be able to, for them to be able to pull that off and give him the, uh, the the backing that a lot of these management wouldn't do, I think that was a pretty big, pretty big deal. And I was, I was happy to see that, you know, the, 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 the Arsenal... Uh, management, mm-hmm. we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of this guy for you, and we're gonna back you because that's the right thing to do. So. Yeah.
2: That's and one more thing. That's what that's what I like about these Spanish these Spanish um uh, coaches. Yeah, they don't like having ego on their teams. Yeah, they don't like having ego players. You see Xavi, you see uh, Pep, you see Arteta. you see um Enrique. Enrique. Yeah, and like, you see all these guys, bro. Like they the don't thing... like egoistic players on their team, and it just it, it it works. It works so well when that's not on their, on someone's team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It works so well because everyone is playing for each other. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. now I
0: I wanna I wanna change gears here real quick. So, uh, with the interview, uh, with the recent update, so there's been an update. Uh, Fabrizio Romano obviously updated everybody with uh, Ten Hag's uh, interview, um, and it seems like United are going to be making a move to get um, you know a manager set up v- as soon as possible. Now there is about four people also that have been uh, highlighted uh, to um, uh, that that will be going for these interviews. So they've got Ten Hag, they've got yep. Luis Enrique. Yep.
2: Um,
0: there's uh, Pochettino. And yeah. then uh I'm I think I'm missing one. Is it Lopeteggi? Was it Lopateggi?
2: Is his name Is it is
0: it Locatelli? Uh, uh for yeah. Sevilla. Oh, yeah
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, So those are the four candidates that apparently United will be interviewing. Um Louis Luis Enrique, right? Eh? Yeah, so Luis Enrique, Lopeteggi of Sevilla, um, Pochettino of PSG, and Ten Hag has already got his interview. So what do you think? What do you think about this? What are your thoughts on, on this interview process and uh, who do you think should be the manager for Manchester United?
2: No, I am okay, so first of all, I am just happy that we're hearing Lewis Enrique um, and Ten Hag in this like it's actually official like mm. they're actually going to have interviews. That is huge for us, like Obviously, we still have a long way. We have a long way, bro. But that mm-hmm. is huge for us, man. To actually know that these guys are having, going to have interviews, that they actually want to come here, it's actually a big thing for us. Man. Mm-hmm. And this is this is just a start. And for me, to be honest with you, I want I want Ten Hag, but like I don't. I know, like, I know what he did in 2019 with with that Ajax team, right? And the way he plays and everything, right? But I've not really got... I always keep saying I want Ten Hag, right? Ten Hag, Ten Hag. But I've not really gotten to see, like, you know, how, like... I've not really focused... It's just now I started to, I'm starting to go on uh, YouTube to start, like, you know, looking at how Ten Hag, you know, structures his team to play. Yeah. So... He usually plays a four-two-three-one, just like United. Um, he does the he plays. I think he plays like three. Like so, he does the two, um, defenders. Then has one uh one uh fullback to stay back, like you know, to stay mm-hmm. in that position with mm-hmm. one other uh, midfielder, so that it, it creates space uh space for the other fullback, and then you know it creates width for the other you know fullback, and then the another winger, and then he now has like. I think he now has the two number eights, you know, pushing forward. So that's a very good, um, that's that's a very good um structure. But now, like I said, the the owners are they going to back him? I, I, is it going to be proper backing, or is it going to be one of these? Oh, you know, <clears throat> let's go on. You see, you see how we're already getting um, you see how we're already getting um, uh, um, what's the word? We're already getting connected with uh. Or the media is saying Dybala already. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want. That. I don't want that nonsense, bro. Like I actually want players who fits what Ten Hag wants. Like mm-hmm. what you want, go and get for him. United have the cash. You have the money to go and get it.
1: Yo, 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 yo. Let me just interrupt real quick, man. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: You know, I have I have to start speaking when when when, when is being brought up. That's just me. You know, La Jolla, the Jewel, oh. this guy, this yeah. this guy is out of contract for Juve this season. This guy is the bargain of the season right now. But, Honestly.
2: Wait, but Vic, Vic, the reason, do you know what? Okay, the only reason why I've said this is because this is bringing back to 2019. Remember we were, um, we were we were in talks with Dybala. Remember? Fabricio. Uh-huh fecio confirmed and we were in talks but you know this dude dem- this dude wanted a lot he demanded a lot like a lot of money yep So it was like is this dude actually coming here to play or is he coming here for the money like some of our other players are united right now bro so the ball-
1: the ba- the balance is that good he can demand what he wants man no, but no, at, no, the, at the at the see. end of the day he will give you the end results that you need that is it Bro, he'll yeah. score goals. He'll give, he'll give you, he'll give you those passes to break the lines, all of that, man. Okay.
2: Hold, of up. That. Hold up. has Pogba done it though? Has what? As, as great as I think Pogba uh, is, is has Pogba his time at his time at United with the weight that he has right now? the The weight that he has right now is it deserving of him to have that?
1: To have the money that he's asking for. Yes.
2: With with his career okay. at
0: United.
1: I don't think Pogba is even asking for money. He just wants to leave.
2: No, I'm saying, no. But what he has right now, do you know how much Pogba is? Pogba's top three uh, um, earners. Our earners at United. Uh huh. With the career he's had, is it is he deserving of that at United with the career?
1: He's very inconsistent. so I would say no.
2: That, that's why. That's why I'm. That's why I'm worried with the baller because the first thing. The only reason the baller wanted to come was oh, okay i'll come if you give me this amount of money yep
0: how how
1: how much one second how much was the baller asking for
2: I, I, it was it was it was i can't remember if i can go back to fabricio i'll i can go and look for it but i
0: think it was he, about so, yeah i think it was about 250 uh but right now i think he's asking for about 300k now uh, I get where Vic is coming from with this stuff. I actually kind of like a Dybala. I've watched him play back last season. I watched him play a couple of times. But mm-hmm. I will say this one thing Debala gets injured, and he gets injured a lot. Like, in fact, do not, any person who's spending that type of money on Debala is going to get it lost. There's no point. Um, and, and then the other piece as well, I get where Akinde is also coming from is Debala. What for what reason is he coming to United? Right, mm-hmm. for what right. reason is he coming? And that's the, and that, and when you look at the general scope of things, so you look at Ten Hag, um, you know, coming to the club, is that the type of player he wants on this club? you we already have a lot of those type of players where mm-hmm. they're overpaid and they underperform, and then yeah. what you end up dealing with is you end up they call them deadwood, you end up dealing with all this baggage. They don't want to leave the team because they're making so much money. Why should they leave? You see what I'm saying? So that's Mm -hmm. where Akinde is coming from is, you know, if we get that type of player who comes in, we bring him in for 300K a week. For what reason should uh, uh, Dipala ask for 300K a week? And another thing, too, as well, and this is the other piece I think maybe Akinde, you're probably trying to get into is, the recruitment strategy for Manchester United. So, United, in my opinion right now, should be looking at players like Chouamini. Uh um,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Chouamini's Chouamini's Listen, to listen, 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 listen. The United need to, the United need to be focusing <laughs> on players like Chouamini, Kamara, Haidara, uh, Ruben Neves, uh, Brozovic, Nicolo Barella. These mm. are the type of players Manchester United need right now. Players who are... Uh, what they call it, uh, inherently workhorses in the midfield, you're not going you're not, you're not to get away with, okay, Ten Hag has just come into Manchester United and guess who's going to get? Oh, Fred and McTominay. <laughs> it will not work. You know what I mean? So you, <laughs> he needs proper backing with these type of midfielders that will do a lot of the hard work, the hard labor that guys like, if, as much as we like Pogba, could never do. Pogba does yeah. not track back. Pogba is not he, the defensive side of his game. It's not his game. His game mm-hmm. is seeing those all those opportunities, long plays, long passes, and then finding those you know little holes to uh, or 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 seeing the movement and finding those players in in flight where they can come in and now do their business. That's what Pogba's game is. If you start telling Pogba, "Hey, track back and mark um Modric," good luck. That's not his game. So, mm-hmm. but United need grafters in midfield. But not only do they graft, but they also have technical capability. So, right. yes, we have Fred, but we need somebody who's a lot more, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, technically, technical-wise, a lot more advanced than those type of players.
1: You just, you just pretty much, you just pretty much describe the baller.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay, now you're entering delusional state right now. No, so yeah, Debala, no. no. No, so
1: here, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Paulo Dybala. This guy, bro. This guy is a work of art, man. Honestly, yes, he does get. He has. He has caught a little bit more injuries than, than. Lately, but it's that, not, no, that was it's like not, the past uh, couple years, right?
0: It's not that but, he's caught up a little bit more injuries, it's that he catches a lot of injuries. It's not that there's a in lot his, of uh, in,
1: in his first, in his first like uh few seasons with Juve, he was barely injured.
0: Um, yes, in his first few seasons with Juve, but he has he, he is older now. And what happens when you get older?
1: I, exactly. I, the the baller is what 20, 27 now twenty seven years he's old like twenty nine he, he did 28, 29 or something I think he, so Maybe but 20. I guarantee you if you sign the baller the baller is coming to play football he's not coming just for money bro he's coming to play because he knows I the World Cup is coming I gotta make that squad and uh, and all the other squads after that the baller with football the Argentinians bro you already know you can't you can't really fault them because they work. Hard. They they're like serious hard workers. And even in Juve, when when Ronaldo was playing with this dude, right? Him and Ronaldo were carrying the team, right? Then after after Ronaldo left, the baller was carrying the team. Honestly, I don't understand why Juve really bought Ronaldo because Juve was being carried by the baller. Maybe they needed somebody to su- su- uh, sufficient um kind of supplement for the time being and just have him like kind of be in there. But honestly, man, like these guys were the ones that were running Juve, right? And um, it's sad to say, like, maybe now his time is done and I love him because he's at Juve. But anywhere he goes, man, I always support the baller. So even if he goes to Manchester United, but I hope not. I hope not Tottenham either. (laughs) I,
0: I I I hear exactly what you're saying, but it does not matter. if, No matter how good a player like that is, if they're injured all the time. And that's yeah. why Juventus doesn't want to sign him on a new contract. And that is why, as Akinde is saying, this is not the type of player right now that United need. Um, it's just, it's just another
2: big player. just another big name. I yep. don't want that anymore. I just I want us to... You see, look at what Man City have done again. You see how they're doing all their, all their n- nonsense behind... behind Like, no one is even talking about them. They've gone look to at- Big Hill... And they've scouted what? this 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 winger. You see.
0: Look at. You know, look man City. Man,
2: man, man City signed somebody. No, they they've, they've they've gone to um. If they scouted uh this, I forgot his name from, from Alvarez. Right? Yeah, they they scouted. Oh,
1: a... the Alvarez guy. Yeah, he's nice, they bro. Nice.
2: Thank signed him, right?
1: I think they
0: signed him. He's the striker, right? The one that you're talking about.
2: I think it's winger. Yeah, right?
0: yeah from 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 River from River Plate, right? Yes, River Plate. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The type of play that is good scouting, that's good scouting right there. But United oh, wants to get United yeah. want to go and get another big name instead of rebuilding, rebuild properly. Yeah. Stop also, nonsense, nonsense getting big big names just because you want to do all this merchandise rubbish. Please, let's actually be a football club. Yeah,
0: yeah. Also, also, uh, I add a, a very good one that a lot of. You probably uh, didn't mention that. We probably should mention is Liverpool, Luis Diaz. Diaz. Oh my
2: god, oh, we're finished! We're so finished, man. Everyone was saying Liverpool is done. Look what they've done now, they're rebuilding without us. Like, look what they're doing.
1: For for, for one, for one, I never said Liverpool is done, I said Liverpool is done. (laughs)
2: Twitter, Twitter was like, Oh, once. Once our club goes, they're finished. No, they're not. They're mm-hmm. not done. They're not finished. Oh, well, well,
1: when, 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 when <laughs> club does go, Liverpool will be in trouble for sure. But, you know, uh, but, not- for, but, but, but for now, for now, they can enjoy. it. But when club does go, Liverpool will be in trouble. I don't know who they're even gonna replace for their new managerial. Uh, well, if um, if United I mean. don't
0: get ten Hag, if United screw this one up then guess who's going to get Ten Hag? It's <laughs> anyway. Going, it's going to be City. City will it, go for Ten Hag. It might be but, City. We don't know. It, it might be City. It might be Liverpool. But there's a host of options. There's a host of managers out there that can take the job and do a good job. Now, with that being said, uh, Vic, who are, if you were to look at a, manager, a managerial candidate that we've mentioned, which one do you think you're going to be most scared of?
1: More scared of,
0: yeah. I definitely would be more scared of Ten Hag, man. Really, Ten Hag? Okay, okay. Um, I think I think honestly, out of that whole list, I think the best the best candidate out of that whole list is Luis Enrique. I think Luis Enrique is the best candidate. Um, you know, I don't want no Pochettino. I don't want no. Uh, I mean, I like Julian Lopoteggi, which is funny that I mentioned this name, and all of a sudden now they're like, "Oh, Julian Lopoteggi now." But anyway, like these guys, these guys are low key just listening to our podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, low key they are. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we. I, I think it was about how many six months ago I brought this up. But anyway, that's all, that's that's by the fact. I think Luis Enrique is the strongest, strongest candidate out of the list, but. I don't think United will get him, and I think Luis Enrique is too smart for what, um, or too in you know, almost very big uh, in a sense uh, for what United uh, uh, may may throw at him. They may say, "Oh yeah, yeah, come to our club, we'll do this for you." And Luis Enrique, you can't mess with these type of coaches, right? They, they're just gonna they will sniff out the issues, and they they are they're not stupid. They see the issues with the club, right? Um, and then finally. I personally would like Ten Hag because I think Ten Hag is just the right fit at this moment. Now, will he win things? Because everybody mentions that um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the 2019 run with Matthias De Lick, Frankie De Jong, Van de Beek, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think David Neres too is at the same time. Harris, Every, yeah. yeah, so everybody, uh, yeah, Hakim Ziak everybody mentions that crazy run. But I, I think that Ten Hag, if he has a team where there's not a lot of names, right? And then you have a guy like Bruno, even though Bruno, we all complain about him, but you have a guy like Bruno that he can work with. Um, he gets a midfield where he, there's not a lot of... As I mentioned, Troy Meany, um, Neves even, that they're not big names that he can work with. Um, I think he'll be able to get a lot out of it. But mm-hmm. if it's the same crop of players... Like, Maguire, <laughs> um, freaking Scott yeah. McDominay, uh, sure. Rashford. If it's these type of players, yeah. forget okay. it. Yeah, For, forget it. Manchester United is not going anywhere. Like, you can get Ten Hag, you can get Luis Enrique, but it's a waste of your time. That's my opinion. I think uh, if they're getting Ten Hag, they need to, like, clean house. They've got to clean up, like, seven players, eight players out of the club. This transfer window, not like, oh, we're going to wait till the next... No, 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 no. This transfer window, they need to get rid of these players ASAP and then get him some new blood in. That's the only way you're going to see the success from but Ten Hag. That's
2: that's, but Ben, that's why I said this might take us four or five years. In your mind... no, not Now, be, be honest to yourself then. Do you think we're going to get seven, eight guys out of this? Uh,
0: of course not. Of, of, of course, United would not be able to do that. But that is where the fans come in to uphold those standards of the club. But we would not do it because we're just... Yeah. You know, our fan base is weak, right? Um, I'm, I'm
2: not going to lie. The fan base has been... I'm starting to like the fan base a little bit because now they're starting to call out... They're starting to call out the shitty players now. Now they're starting to see... I don't know why it took them this long, but they're starting to see now that, you know, these players are not it. I,
0: I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have hope for this fan base, man. Because I will That's, tell you something.
2: I, mean, I, don't, I don't have hope too, but I'm still, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm, I'm happy at least they're, you know, they're calling these guys out. But yeah. Exactly. You know, I, reactionary uh, FC. So. Yeah,
0: reactionary. Exactly. But they need to be getting ready to call out, Uh, what do they call it? The, the glazes out. Because I feel like let me tell you what I, what I feel like is going to happen. If Ten Hag or Luis Enrique comes to Manchester United right now, the whole fan base—okay, not the whole—but eighty percent of the fan base will get behind these managers, right? Yes. So what the fan base needs to do now is put in optimal amount of pressure on on um, uh, what they call it on the, the the ownership or the directors or the board. They need to put like maximum pressure on the board to say, "Hey, you guys need to make a move ASAP. You need to get rid of these players. You need to buy. The, you you cannot invest. For example, I saw the other thing the other day: 150 million on Declan Rice. You cannot spend 150 million dollars uh, pounds on Declan Rice. That's stupid. When you have when you have multitude of options that you can go to, right?" And then the other one, oh, Jude Bellingham. They want to spend, he's about 75 to 100 million. You can't spend 75 million to 100 million on Jude Bellingham. That's stupid, right? Take your money. There's better options out there, cheaper, and we'll get you even much more optimal results. And I think that the fan base needs to like, be aggressive with that, like hammer that home. And and it shouldn't be like, oh, they just got us. uh, Ruben Neves or Brozovic. So all of a sudden, we're just going to put our hands up. Remember, I, I think I posted on Twitter. I said, we need at least three center midfielders. At least
2: yeah. two center midfielders.
0: two, two left backs, like two center back and a left back. At least. <laughs> at least. So if the fan base really wants to see change, the change cannot stop at just the manager. They can't just say, oh, Ten Hag just joined Manchester United. We're gonna, we're gonna win the world. We're gonna, we're gonna win the, the 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 World Cup, you know, or the Champions League. We can not do that. We have to say, okay. Then Haggas come in. You need to back him. You know, you need to give him this much. You need to give him, uh, what they call it, um, uh, uh these players for us to see real change. Anyway, cool. I don't want to... I, we can go on forever about Manchester United and Vic will probably start uh, passing out over there. But I think we should probably switch gears <laughs> right now, uh, jump over to Chelsea. So, Vic, what's going on with Chelsea, man? What's going on with Daddy Abramovich and, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, the club?
1: It's a lot of things, man. Um, Right now, as you guys already know, like there's a sanction put on Abramovich, so he can't... Uh, he he. Basically, Chelsea was in trouble for like I think about a week or so. We didn't have bus to even get to our our games. Um, <laughs> we didn't have a bus. We didn't have uh, actually we had a bus, but we just didn't have uh, gas to uh, really you know um get to the games and all that. Our sponsorship pulled out. With three Trevago came in and said, "Yo, we we side with Chelsea, and you know we're we're." Um, they, they put out like a, a massive statement and they're like we don't believe it's uh, it's fair to kick someone down kick someone when they're down and instead we will work to rehabilitate our our connection and as well um, increase our our global um what do you call it our global awareness about the situation and all of that, right? But we're not we are not leaving Chelsea in the dust, right? And uh which was good to see because I hated freaking three, bro. Every time we considered three goals, people would banter us because of our jersey had the three on there. And three were three were being such bitches, bro. Chivago came in and stepped up to the plate. And Chivago was our our what do you call it? Um our training gear uh, sponsor, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But now they've become, they will eventually now become like the Jersey sponsors, right? Um, Which is good, which is good on Trivago. They just earned themselves some massive points with the Chelsea fans. We were all saying, everybody was all saying, fuck three, bro. (laughs) Fuck them, you know? Um, Yeah, so Abramovich got sanctioned. He he decided to sell the club, but now he won't make any money from the sale. But essentially, he's still the one who decides who will um, get the club, right? So he's still in that uh, in that talk. So basically, uh, a lot of people had their had till I think Friday, Friday, um, Friday night to pretty much put in their bids for Chelsea. After that, the rain, the rain group, the rain group is um, um, they're the ones in charge of like the sale right now. And um, basically, so the RAIN group now closed out the bid. Uh, Saudis, I think, bid like almost like the second highest bid. I think they were with $3.5 uh, billion. And um, yeah, and basically, um, I think it was the government that kind of like shut them down a little bit. But then the government want the Ricketts family to come in and take things control. And I'm just like, hell no. And then there was another group. Um, there was actually a few. There were three main candidates. I think it was the Saudis. Um, another another consortium that was mixed up with like uh, some guy that's like, I think like, um, twenty billion or something. A bunch of companies teamed up and they wanted to uh, go in for it, and they also bid, as well as the Ricketts and Nick Candy. So. Yeah. I don't think the Chelsea fans want any British um, ownership, to be honest. Like everybody's pretty much saying, no British ownership. We'd rather go with the Saudis. Obviously, we want the money. We want the money, of course. Um, the what do you call it? But it looks like it looks like the 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 Ricketts are the ones who might end up getting it, but that would depend on if Abramovich decides to sell it to them, right? Mm -hmm. So, essentially they're saying as Abramovich doesn't control the sale or he's not the one who's going to be in charge of who gets Chelsea, but I think that's a lie because he he holds the key, he holds everything. If he says, yo, you're not getting it, (laughs) then you're not getting it, right? So, um, what do you call it, the but there's been like the 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 bid the main the main shortlist of the bids has been like, uh, um, what do you call it? two very, it's been it's been delayed basically. Like rain, the rain group was supposed to bring out the main like uh, shortlist for the bids, so we know who's in the running, right? Because they have to clear out with the government, then they have to Well, they have to clear out with rain, then they have to clear out with the government, and then from there. You know, um, then they're good to put uh continue with how they want to, uh, go ahead and and take over the club. But if the fans don't want you, I essentially, I don't think you get it. Honestly, to be honest, it,
0: it, yeah, then... it, it depends, right? But I, I, I just want to, I mean, I want to say something about this because this really bugged me, right? Like I know there's a lot of fans joking about this stuff, but. This is wrong man. I just really want to say this whole thing. This is absolutely freaking wrong. So, yeah. what makes Abramovich much more of an evil person compared to um, the, what the Saudis have done, um, you know, or even the sports washing that you're seeing with Manchester City. Right? Yeah. So, what what makes them, what makes Abramovich worse than these people? Look, I get this whole Ukrainian thing. Like, I get this whole thing, and I really feel for Ukraine. Like, you know, personally, um, in, invading another country is not a, it's, it's not a, never a good thing. But then mm-hmm. we sit here, and then the United States, uh, you know, do this at every opportunity that they can. You know, yeah. hey, you, you, the U.S. don't like you. Guess what? They come in the, in your house, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just the way they've been operating for this long. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden all of a sudden now it's a big problem like look Russia the, what they're doing is horrible. in fact uh, I'm not a, what Putin is doing is absolutely uh, silly and stupendous you know uh, this, uh, uh, screwing about you know people who are peaceful doing their thing a sovereign nation but we' we're we're, dry, we're drawing a dangerous precedent when we start mixing this level of politics with this with football like this when it's like okay we've banned the teams we're doing all that we're now sanctioning uh, an owner so you're telling me now the next time that something happens the saudis do something are you guys going to start sanctioning the saudi owners you know i'm pretty sure like there's a battle in yemen right now you know the one of the worst worst uh, wars that everybody hasn't people are not very privy to but yeah you don't hear anybody, you don't hear the Saudis, uh, anything about the Saudis. Or what about Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist that they killed? Uh, you do not hear anything about it. So it just drives me insane that, you know, it, it, they can come in, the government can come in and just say, hey, you, we're gonna sanction you. You know, you guys cannot travel anymore. You guys can't do any of this stuff. Tickets, sales, shirt sales, all of that stuff. It just baffles me how this is happening. And yeah. the whole world, and everybody now, like, I just want to say, we are all sitting here on our couches watching this. It's setting a dangerous precedent. The next time, they can, the Premier League or whoever, or not the Premier League, sorry. I'm, I'm mixing my, my brain here. But the government can do this. And guess what? Get away with it. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing. The only thing I wish that came out of this thing is the government should sanction the Glazer. <laughs> That's the only thing I wish, if possible. Like, hey, uh, uh, we saw, we saw Great Glazer. Person, you're not, not going to do anything, with them, bro. Of course, you're <laughs> not going to do anything. But I'm just saying, the, the only thing I wish, like, I, I, I could say is, you know, hey, g- government, could you please sanction the Glazers for us? Oh, uh, so we know. can like. <laughs> Great, throwing
2: a fucking party, my nigga, bro.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Anyway, but anyway, I find it—I I find it absolutely ridiculous that uh, everybody has kind of kicked back and let this happen. Because if they can do this to Abramovich, they can do this to you. If they can do this to Chelsea, they can do this to anybody. Yeah, I,
1: I, and bro, Abramovich is like the best owner in the world, man. To be honest, he's like top notch.
0: That's true.
1: Top-notch. I agree.
0: I, I well, I will say him and City are pretty good. They're both uh, yeah. pretty good,
1: you know. Yeah. City, City, City is the Saudis too, right?
0: Uh, I think is it. I think it's not Saudis. Saudi, I
2: think.
0: Are they or is it Qataris? I I can't remember.
1: Hmm. I think it's the it, Saudis, bro.
0: Well, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't I don't really pay attention to to those guys. But it, it either either or but uh, it's just it just baffles me man how how you know how these guys how the government can come in and just do something so crazy and mm-hmm. everybody just kicks back and doesn't say anything um, and uh, you know it's unfortunate that the Chelsea fans are gonna have to deal with that uh, jokes aside even though we all joke around and like, oh they're gonna get relegated oh they're not gonna have money oh if you guys need a ride let me know like just those funny jokes but, in reality this is this is not a good precedent and then what they are trying to set now is the next time another country does some weird stuff well I guess we are gonna have to sanction the the ownership uh the next time let's say who knows China invades Taiwan tomorrow what what do we do right um and uh, you know I, I think it it's not a it's not a good look it's definitely not a good look do
2: you, you think uh, ben and Victor, um, do you think that the government were pressured to do this to um, what's his name, Abramovich? Do you think they were pressured to do this?
0: Absolutely, they, they were. But I also think that Abramovich was a bit of an easy target. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, one of the what was the thing they said? They said, "Well, Abramovich uh, was selling um, stuff to the Russian military," and it's like, mm-hmm. well. Don't you guys buy this stuff too as well from him? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like or, or am I missing something? They're like, oh, we found connections. Like Abramovich, uh uh, you know, his his steel uh, manufacturing company was selling steel to Russian uh for to build weapons for Russian tanks. I'm like, well, that's maybe twenty percent of his business. What about the other states? What about the other countries? What about Israel? You know, we we're talking about uh, Israel. Uh, uh, you know, Palestine. Is he selling stuff to Israel? Like, so all these all these things that um, the government just uh, wake up and then they're like, okay, we're gonna do it, and they, maybe they were pressured. But you gotta understand, like, hey, you know, business is business, right? We sell to the highest bidder. That's the world of business, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um either way, that's, that frustrated me. I, I, I at the end of the day, what is happening in Ukraine is so sad, it's horrible, and, and Putin Putin needs to pay for his crimes, in my opinion. But uh, you know, there's gotta be you gotta know where to draw the line and where um you know where where to keep football at and where to keep you know this type of politics at. Anyway.
1: Yeah, and there was uh they were pretty much um this whole thing is pretty much because, you know, Roman Roman has been, like, close with Putin. Or they say he's close with Putin, right? Yeah. And um I thought of, at some point they were, like, best friends, right? But it's only right, man. They're freaking billionaires. They associate with each other. They do business together, so they're probably doing business with the same people in US too, right? But they're not going to say anything about that, right? But, you know, these guys are the biggest, like, fucking hypocrites to be honest, man. Like, they do, they do their shit, nobody sanctions them, and then when somebody else does it, then they go and get sanctioned. Plus, I feel like this whole thing should be separated away from football, should not mix in with football. Like, there should be a totally different, different, you know, um, what do you call it, aspect, right? Because now, not only not only like uh, Chelsea's been affected, Russia's uh, national team, national soccer team has been affected. Even yeah. though Putin is probably not even involved with that team, but well, like I
0: will, I, I will say, I will say Putin is heavily involved with that. But I will say the national side, if you wanna, if you wanna ban them from stuff, sure, whatever, ban them. But the clubs, that is where I find a problem with. For example, Spartak Moscow could yeah. not play the Europa, uh, uh the Europa League game because they banned them. Why are you banning? a Europa League team that has Uh, different players in there. Victor Moses is not Russian, (laughs) right? Uh Like, why are you banning these players, right? So I I just find it so absurd. I'm like, okay, the national team, sure, I get it because the national team, we all understand, blah, 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 they're they're representative of the state. They're representative of the republic, you know? But if you if you start banning clubs, it's like uh, the coach is not uh, he's not Russian, bro. The players, yeah. 75% of them are not Russian. Mm-hmm. Why are you banning them? Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And even even in Chelsea, too. Do we have any Russian players? you oh, do. No. We don't have no Russian players. We only have a Russian owner. That's it.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, but whatever, man. Like, you know,
2: I don't, yeah, it th- doesn't make sense, bro. Yeah. All I know,
1: all I know, all I know is this guy, Abramovich, has a heart of gold, man. To be honest, for him to even let off Chelsea off that one point five billion dollar debt, right? I'd be like, fuck no, give me my money, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But that just that just shows how much he loves the club, you know, like one point five billion, you're willing to let that go. And yeah. just like and, and still say you're going to sell the club and, like, all that all that money is going to go to charity proceeds for the people in Ukraine, bro. Like, so it's like these things, like, sometimes, man, like, these people need to just be uh, evaluating who they're trying to, like, destroy, you know, because yeah. people like this, yes, yeah, so of course, like, he's a businessman, he's, he's making money, right, but at the end of the day, man, he's doing so much good. Uh, Israel's rabbi came out and, and spoke about him getting sanctioned, and said we don't want him to get sanctioned because it will ultimately destroy like the economy and the uh, and the community that we've been building with Abramovich's money, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and plus on top of that, he was also trying to force those peace talks, right? He was like heavily involved in it, trying to find peace, right? Yeah. So, how do you just like? You know, but sometimes they don't make sense. But
0: his mother, his mother is Ukrainian, right? So there's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of incentive for him personally to get all that stuff, you know, rectified. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, for them to target the guy, look, I don't know his dealings. Um, you know, he's an oligarch, and we all know the stigma that comes with um, the oligarchs in Russia. But, um, but I personally. Think what they're doing is wrong uh it's an mm-hmm. opinion it may be right it may be wrong i don't know but i feel that like this is the wrong thing to do and the wrong approach mm-hmm. and these guys any type of government needs to maintain consistency which they don't do yeah they don't do right so um it, it's fru- it frustrated me to, it frustrated me no and reading some of the stuff i was seeing, and i was just like are you guys kidding me like you know, cause then it, it where would it end then? Where where is the mm-hmm. end of it? Right. Uh, anywho. Cool. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump jump gears. Uh because we're uh we're we're pushing an hour, uh, but uh just to kind of get into the other piece today we want we're gonna cover El Clasico. uh Barça V Real Madrid. Akinde, you're gonna be our uh <laughs> our uh go to on this one because you watch this game. And uh you you had a lot to say on the on the preview prior to the show start. So uh um, why don't I'll, you just say it up? What happened, man?
2: I was stunned then. I was stunned. Hmm. I I like like Xavi, bro, yo, I don't even have the words anymore. Like it's just <laughs> it's just crazy what Xavi has done with Barcelona and it's not even been it's not even been 6 months yeah he came when did he come he came in january right
0: um i can't remember yeah i think it might have been january or maybe yeah, yeah, right? yeah in the in the transfer window he in came in
2: the transfer window like it's just crazy what he's like how he's transformed this team and they're not even in their final form yet mm-hmm. that that's,
1: that's the crazy crazy thing <laughs> what i witnessed that's a dragon Ball Z thing <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I witnessed, bro, what I witnessed on Sunday was complete. It was a, for me. I said it on Twitter. It was an assassination. That was like assassination, bro. Mm. The way the way, because no one was expecting that's the thing. No one was expecting uh, Barcelona to just turn up into Bernabéu and do what they did, and do it with with convincingly like do
1: no.
2: like like 4-0 was four zero yeah. they, they deserved yeah. to win 4-0 like Barcelona yeah. did, Real Madrid did not deserve to score that's right. how that's how bad it was for Real Madrid
1: let me let me let me let me just say man i i totally expected this i saw it
0: coming i, I can see it
1: I saw it coming, bro. Barcelona has been on a tear for the past, like, 10, 11 games. They've been unbeaten. They've Barcelona just been two, doing what they need to two, do. Run two
2: in the in the, in the um, in La Liga 2. Yeah. Coming into this game, the last five games um for Real Madrid and Barcelona were basically the same. They drawn one and won four. So mm. coming to like and it's like you know Barcelona have not you know they've not fully recovered, but the way they're recovering is quick, and the way Real Madrid are playing too, you know, like you would expect them to 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 be Barcelona, bro. And the the experience, the experienced players that uh, Real Madrid had out there too, with uh, Tony Cruz, Modric, um, who was there? Alaba? No, no, it's not Alaba. Sorry, Alba. Uh, Courtois, um, Nacho, like they had so many experienced players who have been in the Champions League, who have played for uh, international, you know, who are, they've seen it all. They've won, they won the, they've won the, uh, they've won the uh, Spanish Cup, like they've won every, like Copa de Rey, like there was way more experience in, for just, just for the El Clasico, there was way more experience mm-hmm. in Real Madrid than there was in in Barcelona, you see Aubameyang. Aubameyang is scored. Aubameyang got a brace. Yeah. Uh, who else was Fernando Torres? Fernando Torres scored two. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and then that their centre back. I, I I don't know. How to, I don't know how to pronounce his name.
0: Arajo. Oh,
2: yeah, Araujo. Yeah. She scored like bro. Like the way like they were just so composed, bro. I was. I bro. The, I just love watching that type of football, bro. Like mm-hmm. they were so composed. Like that game could have ended 8-0, if I'm being honest. It could have ended 8-0. Yeah, okay. Madrid had like Madrid, like okay, first let's say, let's say like first 10 minutes, it was literally up and down, like it was going both ways. But Madrid when Madrid went there, like went to attack, they didn't really have they like it was only like once or twice where they had like a chance. But besides that, every time Barcelona went forward in the first half. And then, like you know, leading towards the uh, the beginning of the second half, they just looked like scoring. They they just they they. I think Barcelona scored three goals in if we're if we're um, concluding the including the um uh the first half, they scored three goals in fifteen minutes, I think, or twenty. Yeah. Fifteen, like bro they 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 yeah they the more assas- i i call it an assassination because i did not expect i did not see it coming
0: yeah i i will i will say this one thing watching real madrid um and watching them against psg they weren't as good as i was expecting them to be um in yeah. fact if anything they they got they got um galvanized by benzema that you know benzema just, Took that game at the scruff of the neck. Like, Modric was also amazing. But uh, Benzema really took that game at the scruff of, scruff of the neck and said, not in my house, that you guys are going to do this. And then, mm-hmm. lo and behold, their captain, you know, super captain got injured. And then, you know, at the moment he was injured, I was like, huh, I don't know where they're going to get that um, extra motivation from, um, especially against this Barcelona team. But to be honest, I, I, I've seen Barcelona on um, uh, in the Europa League. And they looked good. They looked very good. But I didn't, But that Europa League, you don't know what you're getting, right? Like, okay, how how would they fare against the Champions League team? Um, and then finally, the other thing too, as well, is I I looking at. I mean, for me, Javi is my favorite uh, midfielder of all time. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, why don't you mention Roy Keane of all schools?" No, because Javi uh, Hernandez. Was a wizard in the midfield, like he was. Him and Iniesta were absolutely remarkable. Uh, you know, playing against uh, when 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 they when play for Barcelona. So um, I'm not surprised when I watched the team play. I'm like, this is kind of how Javi played. You know, one touch, two touch, one touch, two touch. He doesn't do too much on the football. You don't see him stress himself too much, um, and he was just phenomenal with the way he moved around the pitch. So when I watched his team's play, I actually was watching a clip. Somebody posted a live clip of uh, Kamavinga getting a a yellow card. And the the sequence before, the 30 seconds before that, it was just absolutely mind-blowing. Just seeing them, Jordi Alba, one touch, this other guy, one touch. uh, uh, They just kept the game so simple um, that uh, Real Madrid looked like they were not, they were not even playing on the pitch.
2: Confused, Madrid like yeah. Madrid literally Barcelona. I'll play them to the point where Madrid did not know like the players. You could you could like I was watching the game. You could you could see Madrid yeah. like the players. They don't know where like w- what position they were supposed to be playing. Yeah, that's yeah. how like they just Barcelona. I'll play them to that point. Whereas like they were like they were you know how you struggle like they would do like every single time you look at the madrid players like they were just like am i supposed to be here am i supposed
0: to be here <laughs> Yeah.
1: It was, it well, was... what happened was uh um, barcelona pretty much just overloaded uh yeah. the, the... overloaded real madrid and put them in like numerical disadvantages and yeah. basically it just looked like they were playing with one man short the whole game the and plus, Obama Yang was super. So basically, when he gets the ball up front, he knows how to hold it. He either take a shot do what he needs to do. He should have had like maybe I think a hat trick, but uh, he had a really good game. Pedri, Pedri could have finished that one chance. He missed it. That was like pretty much open there because the goalkeeper was lost. Um, Araujo scored that goal. Then um, what do you call it? Uh, after that, then came Ferran Torres you know Ferran Torres had a very good game as well and then you know Aubameyang closed that out after but that was it was a pretty good game it was just a, pretty much like Barcelona showing hey we're back here and we about we about to show Real Madrid what it is again to play in the El Clasico competitively Yeah.
0: Mm,
2: and one so. thing one thing I one thing I really commend Xavi for doing and respect him for doing is taking his time you know like he didn't want to come last year. He didn't want to come to Barcelona last year. He said, It's not my time yet. Let me take my time in um where was he? Was it Sa- Saudi Arabia? Where was
0: uh, he? Outside.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Outside, yeah. So he said you they they called, like they called him last year, said, Oh, do you want the job? He said, No, I'm not ready. That when I'm ready, I'll come. And he said, This okay, this is now I'm now I'm ready to to you know come and Show these players how it like how you play the Barcelona way, and he's done it so well. Aubameyang has ten goals in nine games. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. And now yeah. Dembele is he's rejuvenized now. People were oh, is... writing him off like he was supposed to leave uh during the uh during the summer. I, I was not during the summer during the um, during January. I I wanted Dembele. I wanted him so bad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Xavi Xavi was like, you know, I know, I want you to stay because I see the potential, and he proved it again in the, in one of the biggest stages on Sunday. But
1: mm-hmm. well, that's gonna be that's gonna at the end of the day, that whole contract is gonna be up to, um, I think Juan Laporta, to figure it out because somebody was talking bad about Dembele, and Dembele came out and spoke about it. I don't know if you guys remember that like um, happened like a couple months ago. Yeah, I and. But I don't know, maybe Dembele still has his sights on Barcelona or maybe he still has his sights on leaving, right? So we'll find out in the in the summertime. We never really wanna like call these things because sometimes it can just switch up on you like real fast. So yeah.
0: I yeah, no, at the end of the day, you know what? Uh the stuff that they have done is absolutely crazy. I keep asking though, where they, are they finding all this money from. Uh, and that that's, that's, <laughs> that's,
2: that's too bad, like yeah like they didn't have money for me but they still have the money to get all the guys they didn't have the yeah permit, but
0: they, they had it for these guys yeah like like I they, they've changed their name to to Spotify Camp New <laughs> right <laughs> so so like I I keep asking these questions like where are they getting this money from maybe um, maybe but,
1: maybe Spotify give them the money.
0: No, no, no. But I, I know there's an explanation for it, but I just find it uh I just find it absolutely hilarious that um you know the the uh their club that could not re-sign Messi all of a sudden has all this extra cash uh to sign up all on all these players and you know invest like crazily on their team. Um, but regardless, at the end of the day, they got the right manager. Even Barca, even Barca backed their manager when they were in debt. And Manchester United cannot do that. That's where I just want to kind of end it off at. Is, <laughs> it shows you the levels? Like, Barca, like, look, we're getting screwed over, but let's bring this next manager in that's like, you know, he's, we feel like he could be the one, and then we back him. We buy all this. Money. And even Ronald Coleman, too, that was a bit trashy. They backed Ronald Coleman. They gave him all these players.
2: The Barcelona owners, they always they they back whoever comes in.
0: Oh yeah. They do. So it 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 baffles me that they can do it in debt. And United cannot do it in a surplus. I mean, we're still in debt, but we generate so much money that it baffles me that uh, you know we couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, guys. We've come to the end of the show. Uh, you know, it's been it's been it's been awesome. I think we can talk about football all day, but I I, I uh, uh, we're going at an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but um, yeah, uh, where can we find you, Aki?
2: Oh, you can find me on Twitter. It's a what's well, a long? It's it's long. I don't want to say it cause, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah on, on Instagram you can <laughs> at Aki Akin Toby.
0: Awesome, and then uh, Vic, where can we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Victor underscore spec. Both of them, you can find
0: me there. Awesome. Well, you can find me at Podcast EBF, um on Twitter, and uh, my IG don't actually bother because I probably would not. Uh, if I don't know you, I probably would not, uh, you know, accept. But. <laughs> uh you can you can, you can you
1: can you can find me on podcast cbf to you know Hacking the system
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah podcast cbf that's where you can find us awesome guys you guys have a fantastic evening enjoy your uh wednesday and yeah, uh we will too. we will chat next time
1: yeah, yeah. woke up qualifiers next
0: eh? yeah yep it is awesome okay take care boys ciao you